It's the Mexican Soccer Show, an all-long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. Um, we could throw it in there. It's the Mexican-Canadian English Soccer Show because today was big. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Canadian and you can still follow the Mexican Soccer Show, but you might not be listening to this one. Hi, everybody. I'm Luisa Vasquez with me, Mr. Cesar Hernandez, and also Cari Torres today on this. This is our cast, our uh, Mexican Soccer Show experts that we're all talk about. What's been happening? How are you guys doing? Hello. Hola. Doing well. doing well, doing well. Canadian soccer expert here, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> just had a just just had my uh, just had a big old bowl of poutine. Was that what they call it? Is it poutine? Poutine fries? Yeah. I've never actually had it. It's just like gravy on fries, right? Is that what it is? I have no idea. I've never oh, heard of that. It. It's, it's anyway. Anyway, hola Cesar, hola hola, Cari, and in, in uh, how are you? I am good. I am pushing through the heat. Uh, live from Torreon, Coahuila. Um, but I'm doing good on this Monday. Gadi is uh, at a place that's hotter than in Phoenix right now. I don't know. I was 107 today, so or yesterday. Also, we said, I don't want to break your heart, but Game 7 was lit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you have to bring it in. Gadi's from uh, Dallas, and uh, I'm from Phoenix, and I literally cried. I'm not We have some Yeah. Gosh, that's the, that's really the market we've really like carved out for ourselves, right? Yes. It's like it's it's NBA slash Canadian soccer. Are you're you're home <laughs> for NBA playoff talk and Canadian soccer? I'll, I'll dive into some USL championship soccer. That's what we're all about Did in the show too. Seven right? Pittsburgh versus Rangers and hockey. That went to like double overtime or it went to Golden Goal. Like is hockey, hockey happening right now? Dude, hockey playoffs are happening. And just really quick, I know guys, don't don't. Know. Okay, like, I had no Game idea. Seven Pittsburgh versus Rangers went to a sudden death yesterday. Like. And it means it was, it, was, it was kind of crazy. I turned it off after the Phoenix Suns game. I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch something that I don't, don't care about. So I, I, played, just... I played high school soccer with a former member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. Uh, his I name was that his... name was made up, but it's actually Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do hockey guys. I apologize. I don't do hockey. That's right, okay, right, it. it was it was always it was just really quick. It was always really funny. When, like because we you know in the past we've had like kind of like funny conversations like this, and then like we'd talk about like the NFL and be like, hey Tom, name an NFL oh, yeah. team. And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Tom's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Tom, is this, Tom, just, real, is this a real NFL team? The Washington Commanders. <laughs> all right all right uh you're still with us in the last two minutes this is what happens when uh, our producer amy's gone today and we just she should be like all right guys keep it up keep it up uh what are we going to talk about today um marcelo flores finally come coming out this t today in the morning whenever you're listening monday morning in his social media uh that he chooses to play for mexico and the decision is very very uh important to him and, uh, you know, everyone, I mean, kind of the internet, and I think his, his name was trending. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll read really quick his, his statement that he said. But right off the bat, you guys, you know, how uh, your reaction from it, first of all, a little bit unexpected. We'll kind of talk about the, the behind-the-scenes stuff that we know. But, um, but, yes, okay, no more. No more. Uh, are we going to mess up and not having a player like, like him in represent Mexico? Cody, how, how are you feeling about it? Um, I thought his statement was very powerful. Um, I think for a lot of us that have more than, you know, one nationality, um, we always have some struggles um, of how we identify. So I thought when 
the aspect of his his letter came out. I thought it was, you know, you you were able to identify with it. But um, I'm glad, you know. I think it was it's always been up in the air with, you know, all these, you know, tweets and rumors day by day, and you know, obviously different people from you know respective countries are always questioning. I think putting a lot of pressure on players to pick, like pick now. Yeah, you have to pick who you're going to represent, and uh, I think with that comes a lot of. Um, possible trauma with you know are you making the right decision like you know are you gonna you know regret it or not and I think um, I think the statement was very powerful and kind of divided on how he felt overall across his, his different options for picking so yes uh, I'm, I'm yeah. glad I mean as a Mexican fan uh, Mexican national team fan I'm I'm all for it yeah I like that what Kari said there about like resonating with it because I'm from a sport aspect and which we'll talk in a second Yes, it's important that Marcelo committed to to uh, L three, but I, I think from a, like a more personal standpoint, like if I like what stood out to me, and because what I wrote about, because I, I had to like write a newser for ESPN, and I was like, you know, Marcelo's committed to L three. This is what he said about L three. But on a personal note, you read that letter, and then there were certain things you kind of like, like I said, you know, you resonated with, you know, you know him talking about. You know how much Spanish do I have to know to represent Mexico? Mm-hmm. You know, like I like the I like the line. Is it like is it enough to listen to Rancheras with my sister in England? And like there is an interesting line where he said, you know, being different does not make me less Mexican. And to me personally, I, I you know, I on a personal that I I do really resonate with that. You know, because there are times mm-hmm. too, even me as someone who covers Mexican soccer, you know, you know people have been like, oh, like you know, your Spanish isn't what hundred thousand like percent like perfect like maybe there are certain things about you which aren't very you know mexican but then you read that and you're just like oh man this is a member of the national team who who's experiencing that and i think on personal i think that's very very cool and on a sporting note obviously it's huge because we saw earlier this year uh john herdman the comedian uh, the canadian uh, uh head coach you know publicly saying that marcelo should be looking over towards canada and obviously I'm biased because I'm a Mexico fan, but if I was Marcel Flores, I would have seriously considered, you know, looking over towards Canada because of the exciting youth development that's going on, the exciting new generation that's happening over there. Nonetheless, once again, I'm a biased Mexico fan. I'm very happy that he he stuck with L3, but I, I think it looked it seemed like he was leaning towards Mexico. It seemed like that's what he was ultimately going to choose, and uh, yeah, it was. It was it was just uh, great news this morning to see that he actually did uh, fully commit uh, till today. I've always known this day would come, despite being only only 18 years old for the past few years. I've had been aware of the footballing privilege. I've been eligible for three different national teams. This level of freedom is something that not all football players have. Now, before you skip to the to the end, which I love that part, it's like listen to me. <laughs> I think it's necessary. Also, just understand. also just to confirm, this is Wieso reading the letter, not Wieso like him. Yeah. He hasn't noticed, right? I think it's necessary to understand how lucky I am to have such a united family. Not only have the, they believed in my sisters and me, but they have bet, sorry, they have bet and sacrificed their entire lives to immigrate from one country to another in search of a better environment for us to develop authentically. Without my parents' efforts. I wouldn't be in the position I am myself. Thank you, mom and dad. Existing as I do, being from a multicultural environment who identifies with several countries, I feel it's normal to question your identity and sometimes even doubt your own origin. I was born and raised in Canada, 
all my childhood memories are full of happy moments there with the ball at my feet. My mother is Canadian. She was the one that taught us to love Canadian culture. Canada is where I fell in love with soccer. I will always be connected to that beautiful country. Thank you, Canada. From Canada, we moved to England. England is my home. It is a place where I grew up as a teenager, where I have my friends and where my dreams as a footballer have been slowly turning into reality. I owe my footballing development and growth to the Arsenal Academy. Hailland is my home and always will be. Thank you, England. Canada and England are part of me. They have made me who I am. I'm not going to lie. This hasn't been an easy process. I, love is such a complex feeling. And regardless of what anyone else thinks, today's letter does not mean my love is any more or any less for the places that have shaped who I am. I love Canada. I love England. I love Mexico. My father instilled the passion of this country from a very young age, and I was fortunate to visit Mexico every year during my childhood. And despite the ability to represent several countries, I have always been a part of the Mexican national team system. It's where I feel most comfortable. It's where my sisters and I feel at home, even when home is thousands of miles away. The Mexican Federation has supported me in different facets of my soccer development, invested in my progress, and has always trusted me with the freedom to do what I thought was best. I've questioned many things about this process. How much Spanish do I have? Sorry, how much Spanish do I have to know to represent Mexico? How many years of my life will I have to live in Mexico moving forward to not feel guilty for representing a country where I have not had the opportunity to live? Is it enough to listen to the rancheras with my sisters in England? The saying yes to a country mean that I can no longer love the other two countries that have given me so much. I've been thinking about this, these questions for a while. I'll probably never be able to fully answer them. And although I have not been able to discover the answers, I do know this. Being different does not make me less Mexican. Today I speak from the heart <clears throat> and feel the need to communicate something that I've known to be true for a while that I think is important you hear directly from me. I will represent Mexico wholeheartedly for the rest of my professional life. So what's next? For my part, I plan to continue training as I always have. I'm aware that my career is just beginning and I have a lot of work ahead of me. Do I want to go to the upcoming World Cup? Sure, every Mexican child dreams of playing in a World Cup, but I recognize that a decision is not for me to make. I will focus on getting better every day and being ready for when those opportunities come around. My focus in my, is on my day-to-day -day work. That is what I can control. To the fans, thank you to all your love during this last few months. There's no doubt in my mind that Mexico fans are the best in the world. They're a force that, like me, transcends borders. Feeling your support in Mexico and the United States and around the world has made this process a little easier for me. It has helped me recognize the great love I have for the jersey. I will continue to wear the jersey that fills me with pride. Thank you, fans. Thank you, Mexico. Seguimos adelante. Marcelo Flores. Man, you read the whole thing. I wasn't sure if you read, read the I whole thing. Who's <laughs> listening to this and hasn't gotten a chance to read it? Like the impact of so much that was said in that letter mm. is huge. And I don't think there's any questions of how much he loves where he's from. Obviously, he loves his family. He loves the cultures of where he's from. And I think overall the whole message is it's okay. Like, you you know, we're so yeah. divided in what you were saying, Cuddy. We're like, oh, you know, I have to do this. I have to, you know, feel this certain way. I live here. You know, it's been a question with footballing, like, fans. Neri Castillo, right? He's like, oh, well, he's not, a, he's, he's, he's just doing it for whatever. Or Guille Franco, you know, it's always been like, we always question people. And, may, and I'm not saying that people don't have the right to, 
But I'm saying is that everybody's completely different. And then once someone says this is who they are, it's like we need to stop questioning that. Um, very powerful, very powerful. And I, and and it also comes from a time where a few weeks ago, Marcelo was giving an interview where he said, you know, uh, you know, if Canada called me up, yeah, you know, I, I would definitely consider it. Why not? A dream of mine is to play in the World Cup. But then the interview was cut there when he said, but Mexico is where I am right now. And then that interview he gave to to uh, to a station in Mexico, kind of like, you know, people were throwing the accent at, at Marcelo because he said he could still because he can. I mean, what if right now Mexico said, you know what, we don't want you and Canada goes, I'll take you. I'm sure he'll go to, yeah. to Canada. But it feels like we're going to be seeing these a lot, these types of triple dual nationals. And for once, I would have thought it would have been a, a player. You know, I, I, I would have never thought maybe like in a few years that it would have been a player choosing Canada and Mexico and England. Yeah, I think I mean, that just says a lot about not only kind of like modern soccer. You know, you do have a lot of players with double and triple nationalities. And it's not just a Marcelo Flores situation, but also something with um, L3. I mean, we've talked about it several times, but I mean, look at this podcast for the most part. It's a lot of, uh, you know, Mexican-Americans, you know, and we're talking mm -hmm. about it in English. And I think that's reflected a little bit within the national team too, you know, but believe it, believe it if you want, but you know, there, there are rumors that potentially Richard Ledesma, uh, a PSV player um, might be looking over towards L3. I think it was our friend uh, Martin Palacio uh, over at the Desde El Var uh, podcast who talked about this recently. I mean, but from what I've heard, Ledesma might not be fully committed to L3, but either way there, there might be some interest there. And there, there is, there is a lot of, you know, fascinating, you know, dual nationals, triple nationals, you can say, in Marcelo Flores' situation, which will potentially be looking over towards L3. And, I, and I'm glad that you are seeing L3, you know, push to, you know, have these players uh, on, on the national team. I remember when I posted about it, I want to say earlier last month or two months ago, but I was chatting with someone within the FMF, you know, who told me that you're going to have dual nationals, and this is specific more so towards the U.S. youth national team setup, but those involved in U.S. youth national team setup we're going to be looking over towards L3 and switching over. You know, maybe that's a Jonathan Gomez, maybe that's a Richard Ledesma, but it's it's something to to you know to to keep an eye on because it's 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 a really fascinating you know you know time uh, for the Mexican national team when you could have someone like Marcel Flores, born in Canada, you know, moves over to to England and he could potentially be the next superstar for L3. Yeah, we're going to be seeing that a lot more. Like a lot more. I mean, just, yeah. And it's, I think, I think, you know, people that are like us and maybe you're listening and you're like, yeah, you know, if, you know, again, the decision is just, is, is, is okay. Whatever that person does now on both sides, fans, you know, even in our family, I'm not saying our fans, you know, when the whole Ricardo Pepe, you know, you saw horrible comments from some Mexican fans, like, yeah, oh, we yeah. want to, and then xenophobic comments. And it's like, um, even David Ochoa, I remember, it's kind of like, right, oh, he chose the U.S., oh, whatever, we don't need your horrible, but then when David Ochoa chose back Mexico, oh, we love you, yeah, we're just yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to excuse any of them because there's just horrible people on both sides, but yeah. that's why I've learned now to be like, and I think it's, it's and I mean, I go back to the days of a long time ago, I think, oh my gosh, what was that player that played for Mexico in U.S.? He was in Santos, really, really fast, oh my gosh, what was his and he played for Mexico, and then he ended up playing for the U.S. again. It was it was around the Jonathan. Go um, he played, played for Santos. Yes. What was his name? He played. For he played the for. 
played for the U.S. and then went to Mexico. Was it Santiago Munoz? No, 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 no. He played. He played for Cholos, I believe. He played for Ed- Santos. Edgar Castillo. Edgar Castillo. Yeah. yeah. Remember Edgar yeah. Castillo played for the, for Mexico, and he and he was he was fast, and he and and this was someone, and then um, he didn't play anymore, and then he played for the U.S. national team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, as soon as he made that decision, like oh. You know, it's like both fans' bases were just like, oh, let's delete the comments that we did. You happening, right? It I will. mean, I feel like, especially with, you know, I guess we can say Marcelo setting the tone for the future youngsters with all these, you know, nationalities to kind of be like, it's okay to feel like that. And I think that's what, yeah. you know, a lot of us miss the point. Like, we feel it, but we don't really say it, but it's okay to feel like that because, yeah. you know, me, I'm a dual nest. I'm a, not, like, I got my dual citizenship. I'm, you know, legally Mexican-American, but you still get that, like, I know how to order Starbucks in, in America, but here I'm like, they probably think I'm, I don't know, but I do, but it's like a whole new, like, you know, their own verbiage that they use. Well, it's like, they just have different verbiage, and I'm like, I know what I want, but you guys are, <laughs> you know, you say things very differently, so I'm trying to adjust, oh. but I mean, I feel like it is a powerful measure that he's gonna, you know, pretty much setting the tone for the next upcoming youngsters who do yeah. have that that or you know maybe it could be you know canada you know slovenia and like you just the possibilities are endless where these kids have like multiple nationalities so um i mean i wish him nothing but the best and i, I hope it all works out well i think yeah. that's i think it's important too for you know once again with with resident like feeling like there's someone within the national team who who you resonate with you know whether it be a marcel flores or i think it was david ochoa um, who wrote in his own personal letter about switching over to Tel you know, saying that he like grew up as this, you know, this Mexican American kid in Southern California, and that you know he wants other Mexican American kids in Southern California to look at L three and be like, whoa, like there is a guy like me, like out there, you know, playing for the Mexican national team. Obviously, with Marcel, it's a little bit he, he's a little bit more of a unique situation, but still, but it's someone who isn't, you know, who, who wasn't who wasn't born in Mexico, but but could still play for the national team, and I think that's that's very very cool and. Uh, I, I, all that said, he still has a lot to prove um, mm-hmm. before he he secures a World Cup spot. I know we want to be like all like happy and excited, and everything is bright and rosy. And he's gonna he's gonna score seventy goals in the World Cup. Obviously, he's not gonna score seventy goals in the World Cup, but he still has a lot to prove um, before seven. he just seven. He, <laughs> <just> seven. <laughs> but he has a lot to prove before he he secures a spot in the World Cup because you know, listen, this is still a player, only two appearances. For L3. Those two appearances were in friendlies. He has yet to literally get official minutes with L3. He has yet to even be a part of a starting 11 for L3. Um, would I personally love to see him in the World Cup? Yes. Do I believe that he still has a lot more to prove before he goes to the World Cup? 100%. So yeah. here's to hoping that this decision personally motivates him. Um, hopefully... Uh, he'll, he'll step up a bit more uh, in uh, in friendlies for L3 because obviously he's going to be getting opportunities um, with L3 over the next several months. And here's to hoping that he he gets an opportunity with with Arsenal as well. You know, Mikel Arteta. You know, they, he did say, I think it was last month. He said that that uh, Marcelo was developing very very well. That's that's cool to hear. But also, we'd love to see him get his Premier League uh, debut as well. Right now, in a cr- crucial time for Arsenal. He's, I mean. I doubt he'll be getting minutes the next week or so, but Maybe hopefully in the summer. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh, hey, you know, you never know. Yeah, but but uh, working with those players, bringing somebody new. But yeah, but long story short, 
he excited to see what happened uh, today, but he still has a lot to prove. And I, but I do think he's fully capable of doing that. Yes. Uh, Canada leak in the news early in the morning. Uh, jerks. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, Fault the Canadians <laughs> not waiting until Marcelo Flores uh, wanted to do their own announcement. His own announcement. to a journalist, and that was the first news, and that sent Marcelo's camp. I know because I'm a part of it into a frenzy. Um, I'll say, and, speaking uh, of bias, I think I think Wisa might have been a, there, there might have been a little bit of a, a, a some sirens going off at his his, his company's headquarters morning, this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to you know Amy myself, we uh, we work for Marketing Jersey and um, we work with, with with Marcelo and his family, and obviously we've known it's really hard too because you know obviously we prepare stuff and we work with some players and and uh, you know you know an announcement was coming and I I, I like. As much as I'd love to tell everybody, you know, we have to keep it professional, but it was, you know, the announcement was was scheduled and it was going to be a great thing. And then Canada was like, no, we're going to go ahead and leak this because we don't care anymore. And uh, yeah, screw you guys. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 it is how it, it is. We're still just uh, burning all the, all that's left of the of, of that bridge with, with Canadian soccer with Canadian, fans. Right yeah, right. So there you go. Now I definitely have an excuse. Um, yeah. um, but anyways. Uh, actually, I love that. I have, I have a. Uh, I just found my my Canada shirt that I that I got when I was in Canada, and I was. You had a great stuff. time in Vancouver, right? I love Canada. <laughs> Vancouver's awesome. Oh, jerks! I love, I love Canada. <laughs> jerks for uh, the Canadian football team. So we'll see. I mean, um, all, all right. I mean, all complaints can go to at Wiso Vasquez on Twitter <laughs> at Wiso Vasquez. Here's here's it. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, it looks like uh, Marcelo will be called up for the next few friendly. So hopefully, see how many minutes we get. He gets in uh, Mexico, Nigeria, Mexico versus Ecuador, and what's the other Mexico, Uruguay. So we'll see. You know, um, but I, I do agree with you guys. You know, I think that very fur that his EPL debut is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. And then you know, who knows? I don't. I don't know about. I don't even think we should be talking about World Cup. I think. We're, you know, we have we have a long ways ahead, and he's got a long career. So, yeah, I do yeah. say let's take it slow. Let's not hype. But at the same time, if there is that, if Tata or the fans or whoever, right, we see that there's something different. There's nothing wrong with taking an 18 year old to the World Cup. I mean, Guardado was there in 2006, right? So I know what the type of and Guardado made a difference in that Argentina game, regardless if we didn't win or anything. But it was evident that we needed someone like that. Um, and wh who knows? So it's not like oh. You know, we, we saw there's a, I think I think the World Cup had like a I remember because I voted it was the best like under 21 or under 18 or best youngster like before the World Cup was going to be. And I remember seeing Rooney, Messi, Ronaldo and Guardado or something like that. It was in that like in 2006 was dang, I'm old was the best we're, we're, we're all getting old we have i told you <laughs> have i told you about my back problems oh my god man i just getting remember old. voting for the best young woman i'm like yeah and i was like and now 150 caps later guardado but uh but yeah all right so uh there it is if you're still with us uh we'll be talking about liga mekis that was uh it's huge marcelo's chosen well but well the big news was marcelo florence like i mean it's yeah. just like my editors this morning weren't just like whoa tell us about the schedule for Liga Mekki Seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, the big news was was Marcelo Flores. That was that yeah. was the big talking he point. Uh, yeah, yeah. stole it. Um, really quick, if you're listening to us right now and you are a fan of the Mexican Soccer Show, send 
and you want to meet a player in a meet and greet who after the uh no a day before one of the games so really quick um two probably Mexican specify the game right yeah yeah it's, it's coming it's mexican soccer show of fans um i have the opportunity to host a meet and greet with a player which is a day before the next three games so we'll have um, virtual meet and greets for the next three games the day before and if you want to be a part of it email me we so at uh footmexnation.com that's w-i-s-o at footmexnation f-u-t-m-e-x-n-a-t-i-o-n.com footmexnation um say hey i want to be a part of this meet and greet and i'll send you an email on how you can do that um and this is a, a big thank you for um from our friends at wells fargo that do these great meet and greets and yeah uh we've had Nemochoa, we've had um, Diego Lainez, we've had almost all the players. So we don't know who the players are going to be, but um, this the next three games. So if you're listening to us and you've never been a part of this, I've, I've posted sometimes, but I don't want to put it on Twitter because then you're going to get a lot. So if you're still listening, this is your this is our thank you. Um, send me an email, we saw com that you want to be a part of it, and uh, we'll try to get you uh, in if we have room. But I think we, we should. We're looking for at least like 20 people per game. So yes so there you go so don't say that i've never given you guys anything if you're a canada fan <laughs> you uh, you'll be at the, top of the list. at the top of the list so you can meet maybe you'll meet marcelo who knows maybe, maybe it's marcelo so that would that would be a little awkward <laughs> i'm just kidding uh all right let's go into liga mx uh semifinales of course the drama and let's just get right into it because we're trying to do our little pre-show Right before we got in, and I love that Cadi's here because sometimes all of us just agree, but then Cadi comes in and says no. So let's let's just get it out there. The big <laughs> drama is the refs always help America. Like yes. that's like it's it's always like it's just always in TV always the conspiracies. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know is that what we're not claiming? I'm not claiming that. But 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 Cesar, because Cesar is like the calm voice. What was sometimes? <laughs> what happened with the america puebla game before we go into results like let's just go into it well no but that's 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 the talking point if, if the talking point for today was marcel flores the talking point from america puebla was the officiating so you know so in the yeah so so in the second leg i mean if we're talking about the recent officiating uh that happened over the weekend um there are people so the referee was fernando guerrero and uh there are their complaints uh, from those watching. Uh, and also, really quickly, I mean, I should say, you know, America, first and foremost, they end up, they, they end up going through 4-3 uh, on aggregate, and then that was through a 3-2 to win uh, over Puebla over the weekend. Now, uh, you know, if you're not, if you, if you didn't catch the game, if you only looked at the scoreline, what is, what is the storyline here is, wow, this is a Club America side that were dead last two months ago. Now they're un- undefeated in their last 10 games under their interim manager. I mean, that's that is the comeback story of the season. Now, when we're talking about what actually happened during the game, uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. You have to, have to build the he foundation. Set up the stage. I know, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's okay. So what happened was okay. So uh, in the what second leg, what happened was, <laughs> was that there was uh, some controversy regarding a tackle from Alex Zendejas. Um, which, in my opinion, was it a penalty? See... No, 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 no. There was, this is no, a tackle that, was... that, that that should have been uh, that could have been a red. That oh, could have been a red. Yeah. I, in my opinion, 
I think that potentially could have been a red, but um, there is the more the country that took took over a little bit more online was a penalty that was retaken. Um, so so but was Puebla, the first penalty go- a penalty? We all agree it was a penalty. Well, I, I think I think I think the more the I think the I think the bigger controversy though is 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 what happened during the penalty, yes, which but was I'm, I'm trying it, to get to the narrative that there's like helping, like it was a PK, hundred percent. I mean, I would say it was a PK, but I, I I think that the issue is that is, well, not for me because I think that it was fine that they retook the penalty. But what happened was, uh, so Puebla goalkeeper wait, 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 Anthony wait, wait, Silva. A, we'll get into the retake, but the first penalty was <laughs> it was a PK. The PK was rightly called, right, Gary? have to look at it again okay but like but like but but i think that's not the issue the issue the issue the issue that's not the issue i know that's not the issue i'm just saying everyone's okay with the pk being called that's okay which at what minute it was what what minute was it Uh, we're we're specifying exact minutes there's i have i have anyway it's late in the game wait are you talking about the last 58 i'm talking about the the controversy uh of the retake of the pk Yes. Okay, because because what happened was so what happened was Anthony Silva, um, he saved the penalty penalty against uh, Club America's Diego Valdez. Yes. Then uh, uh, there there was a decision to retake the penalty um, yes. because it looked like as he would come off his line. So that's the 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 controversy is regarding the decision to retake the penalty um, because there might have been some sort of uh, like VAR. He did save the penalty, uh, but the thing is, like, there's also argument whether he actually stepped off his line. In my opinion, yeah. he it's incredibly close. I've watched the replay, I don't know how many times. He is, honestly, I would say probably an inch off the line. So in in the rules of Liga Mekis and the rules of VAR, which is what VAR, which is actually allowed to yeah, to see if a goalie is stepping up his line and, and see if and they can retake the penalty. Is is that the correct decision? Yes. Uh, do I understand why fans are furious? Yes. Do I understand why fans are furious also about the foul that Zendejas had? Who And Zendejas then scored the third goal for Globe America. I can understand that frustration, but for the penalty, I, I, I think that was the right decision. But ultimately, the controversy is just everybody having different opinions about those, those situations. Even- Gotti's upset. Gotti, Gotti, what? No, you said to me that no, no, it was, they shouldn't have, he shouldn't have retaken that penalty. I just think that bar across the board, every single game is so different. They judge everything very different. They call whatever they want to call. You guys had mentioned before the game, and it's true. You wonder, like, when they pause and like do you know the different types of views of a play like you don't know first of all you have to take in consideration your move you're putting it in slow motion right so how how accurate how can you judge you have to make assumptions of you know taking like your body movements even with handballs and stuff like that like mm-hmm. well how where are you supposed to put your hands or you know you know think little things like that and what views are you know, they showing are, are the same. Are we seeing the same thing that they're seeing? And to yeah, me, right off the bat, when we're talking about bar, we don't see what bar is seeing. We don't see what takes they're seeing. It's not like they give us a var camera because yeah. there could be like we could have a better view than var. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there could be a there could be evidence because of the cameras of whatever. Even I even saw cameras from like the field. That are like people but the are thing is, we so like <laughs> we have our TV screen. They have these. I'm really pissed. I'm maybe not more. No, no, that's okay? good. This is good. 
I don't like, but I think where it's coming from is I don't think they have TVs in front yeah, of it. I don't think they have people. I don't think they have like it's funny because I, I completely agree. Believe me, being a Leon fan, we've been screwed. <laughs> Important been screwed games. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I always go back to even if we have VAR, the decision is the people and I've been in this control room, like I've been in VAR control room. It is get this shot over here, over here, over here, send it, hurry, put it into it. And like everyone's trying to get the best. And I think 95% of the time they're doing a good job. But there, I think there's other times when we're like where we're seeing stuff and we're like, dude, I don't think that's what VAR's seeing because there's no way they should have overturned it. Like it's not perfect, which again, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I saw it. It looks like he's off his line. But then at the same time, it was like a camera above and i'm like did, did var have that because it's pretty evident but then some others are like well that's because after he you know as soon his heel was on there but once he comes up yeah i, th I think what's, it's what's a big step though like let's take a fact that it wasn't by line like that big step he took one step and then he blocked it like that's i think you should just stay in, you know like is the rule you have to have one foot on the line yeah, yeah. and the thing yeah and the thing is it's just you know i can understand like, the frustration I can understand the frustration because in, in essence, it's it's like, you know, this is the com what, what co the conversation we're having now is almost the same conversation you have in, in, in England when they were doing, you know, like, you know, when they were doing the replays for offside and you saw like they were doing like the, the measurements where it's like it's, it's a matter of inches. So what we're arguing about is a matter of just those like slight and I'm going to say even almost like millimeters of a difference here, because I, I can imagine the frustration for Anthony Silva, who actually went to social media. And he posted this thing that, and he posted an image of Diego Valdez about to take the penalty. And then he had these two images of um, him with his foot on the line. I can imagine that just like, he probably thought that he had his foot on the line. I imagine he was thinking that he did actually have his foot on the line. But if you look at other images and based off the countless replays I've seen, he is just slightly off it, yeah. you know? And so I, no I, I let's, like, let's, yeah. let's think about it. He has his leg on the line and then he lifts it up but do we know that's when he the guy kicked it or like it's impossible Based, to know it's second it's, because you're allowed it, to you're allowed to jump off your line to go save the penalty so i looks like it was on the line but i think the question is did he his little his did his heel step up before he hit the ball there's no if way I had to, well i think if i had to lean i mean the thing is like that, that the thing is, like, based off, like, I mean, I'm going to say that, like, off the replays that I've seen, just like, like I said, I've seen so many times, I will say he is a little off his line. Uh, but, but that being said, because, like, because we're having, to, like, is it, if we're looking at the rules, the strict rules, is he off his line? Yes. But it, once again, it's just, it, uh, I, I can understand why fans and feel I think it goes like there's a little unfair. Because, and, and also why fans might be confused too, because the, the image that Anthony Silva shared, and a lot of people are sharing online. It's be it's before Diego Valdez even hits the ball. It's just, it's when he's running towards the ball. Now in the images oh, and, and the replays, when that? he is actually making, when he's actually making contact and like and the replays I've seen, it does look like he's just a little off the line. But, <laughs> but yeah, but for me, honestly, like that that's the big that's the the that's the big controversy that people are having, or that like VAR had an uh, you know shouldn't have been able to review that play, which VAR is allowed to <laughs> review that play. Is, yeah, yeah. In that case, they should review every single penalty. Yeah. And right. nine times out of ten, you're going to see that a lot of the it's well, going to be the same thing. Like we're going to have to like what measure to what exact so, centimeter are they off the line? It's going to be I, a I, lot I, of repetitive penalties in this case. No, but I think, why, I think, why do they start now? I think the issue. No, I don't, no, they I don't have, think no, they've, they've done now, it though. They've done yeah, it before. But, 
Carlos, Carlos, I know they did are, it before, but they're not consistent every single time. That's yeah, what I'm I think, Okay, so, so I, like, think, the, I think that's the, a different conversation, saved, though. I think the penalty gets saved, right? The, when yeah. the penalty got saved, the, re, the the ref said he's off his line, right? Right. There, he, like there Without was uh, the, no, there were, no, no, no. There were, there were, there was a recommendation from VAR that the that okay. the, that he did stuff stuff off his line. Yeah. So the ref didn't call it. And it went in. Then this is when VAR said, hey, recommendation, but, we're looking at it. He stepped off. Right, but the funny thing is, once again, it's just that, like, I, I think, okay, here's the thing. It's like, I think this was, I think this was the correct decision. I think they should have done that. I think if fans are going to focus their anger on something, it's the possible red for Zendejas. That's something I would agree with them. With the penalty, I, I would say that that was fine. You know, like, it was, it was a matter of inches, but that was the right call. For me, it was like, yeah, I, I could kind of see why fans were a little bothered why, you know, Zendejas did end up getting the red because then he ended up scoring the third goal. But that being said, I'm not, I'm, I also, I don't know, I there, there's, there, there's, there, there's also like a lot of, I don't know, it's, it's a little, it's a little frustrating as a fan when like, I don't know, I feel like people are too, I don't know, like, like, like even felt like Mexican media and like they get a little too angry and like acting as if there's some sort of like weird, well, like, like <laughs> stuff going on behind. I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's, it's, it is Liga Mekki, so it's like you, you always have in the back of my mind. I, I'm gonna. Here's where I'm, I'm. I'm. When I looked at it, yes, I think it was, but the ref initially. Uh, the ref is right there, so the ref didn't call it a do-over. It was VAR who said it, right? So uh, VAR saying that the ref missed the call, right? And did anybody really think that it was it was far off his line? So I think I, I'm with you there, Cody. Where. You're going to review every single save penalty. And I think that's what needs to happen. Like, I honestly believe if there's a save penalty and the guy and the, and the keeper steps up, I think they should review it a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. And that's only if they save the penalty and yeah. you know, it goes, it goes, okay. He blocked it. Check with VAR to see if he was ahead, regardless of the, the, the ref. If VAR says no, then no. Now we know every single time. And I think that's, I think that's where I, I, I agree with you, Cuddy, where there should. Just like, I don't know what other sports where it's like close calls are reviewed 100% of the time. If it's like within a two minute, I think it's NFL. Within two minutes, they'll review to make sure it's a touchdown. Not even with a review call of the, of the. I think NFL is out of so many years of review calls, they're slowly getting it. And they still have horrible controversies with like, with like, with all those. So it's never going to be perfect. But I agree that, hmm, America once again, <laughs> with some kind of call, but it's not like America's been winning titles. Which yeah, well, the thing is, like, look, America turned it around. I give them that. I mean, from being all the way at the bottom to turning it over, I mean, you know, ratificaron al técnico, they're going to keep them around. I mean, it's great. You know, at, at the end of the day, America needed to advance versus Puebla. No one, I mean, no one's saying anything about that, right? I mean, I mean, could destiny could have been changed a little bit. I think what I'm mostly criticizing is, like Cesar said, Sendejas was playing for free, should have been gone. And in that case, let's just start reviewing every single penalty. I mean, but they can, but like VAR, it's, it's up to, and I guess I think, I think we're having a, I think, I think that's a, that's a different, that's a different argument though. It's like, we can have like, oh, like, should they have checked that penalty or this, or, like, or should they have done a better job of checking that penalty or this penalty? I think in this instance, what happened on the field VAR wise for that penalty was correct. Can we say that they should have done a better job in this penalty or that penalty? They should have really been focusing on that. Well, yeah, hundred percent agreed. Um, but also at the same time too, like regardless of, you know, 
you know, people saying just like, oh, you know, you know, the, the, the officiating should have like it was helping America. Blah, blah. Like at the same time, I've been really underwhelmed by Puebla over the last several weeks. I, I you know, they were they were also an incredible story within the first half of the season. I thought the Larcamon was absolutely you know, killing it with the team. I thought I think he was doing some incredible stuff. Has that been the same Puebla that we've seen over the last three to no, four to five weeks? No, no. I, I, and, and, and do I, do I think that it's still incredible that Larcamon has taken them this far? And when you consider the roster he has a hundred percent, and I think we still have to give Puebla that credit. Did it, but were they still, you know, were, were they playing at the level that they were in the first half of the season? No, not at all. And I, and I think I still expected a little bit more from them. And, Honestly, regardless of the decision, regardless of, you know, maybe, you know, even if Zendejas didn't score that goal there, and if he was, and if he did get that red, you know, America still have, still had the higher seed advantage, and they could have potentially gone through at at three to three. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think at the same time, I expected more from, from Puebla recently yeah. and i was really disappointed to be honest with puebla with the way that they ended the regular season as well all they needed all they needed to finish in the top four was just one point from the last three games and they weren't able to pull that off i don't know so i was just at the same time too it was just a, a, a it's, it's it's not as if puebla were charged into the playoffs in an incredible run of form because they really were pretty disappointing for me um over over the last several weeks you both had america going through from the before the pre-show I, I think did. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did too. I just yeah, I don't like how things turn. And then you you think of that little like thing behind my, my you know the back of my head. It's like, well, look look who's in same semis. You know, you have America, Televisa, Pachuca, Fox, and you have San Luis, Atlas, Izzy. I mean, carry on, just carry on. Well, well, well de- depending on the deal from uh, Apollo Global Management, oh for, yes, for one, for one I po- saw that. For one point two point five billion, you know, you it's might, scary. they might, they might not have the. No, well, I guess Izzy isn't doing stuff in the U.S. Uh, but no, for, here, but, in, yeah, yeah. But it, for, in for, Mexico but, is very difficult. You have to literally yeah. like buy so many things to be able to watch all the Gamekis games. Yeah, like yeah. until Chivas made it to. Um, but for Chaka, I was able to watch Chivas because I wasn't able to watch Chivas before unless they were away. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, um, fans here in Mexico kind of like, what do we have to buy? Like, you know, I, I was so like grateful when, when I was in the US. I was like, oh, you know, you have a, you know, Fox Sport. You already knew what, what teams were on there. Then the rest were on through then. And I mean, no problem. Oh, here. It's like you have to buy that everything. We, that we, I don't know. I feel like soccer is like that. I'm like I'm always like where who who's showing what game? <laughs> no, no. Wait till you come over here. That's yeah. That's a struggle. It's a struggle. That's true. All right. Uh, the other semifinals. Uh, let's talk about Chivas Atlas. Everyone was coming in this new Chivas with the momentum. Look what they did to Pumas. And Atlas is like Pumas oh, was tired. Pumas oh. was tired. Yeah, Pumas were pretty tired. They were. Yeah, but they, I, they did we, what they needed to do. Um. Didn't we pick? Didn't we all pick Chivas to go through? I picked Chivas. I think Amy had picked Atlas. I think, I think Cesar picked Chivas too. Did you pick? I might Chivas? I might because I'm I'm a big believer in uh in momentum and <laughs> she, 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 Chivas had a lot of that and then they just kind of. We love when yeah. Chivas like does something and even I'm not. Yeah. I mean, Kari and I we're both Leon fans, but it's you know we've we've talked about this right. We mm-hmm. like so when Chivas, I'm like you know I'll jump on it. Come on, Chivas. Like I wouldn't 
I wouldn't mind Chivas winning this championship because of the players that they have, and we want them to do well so they can go to Europe or whatever, right? But then it's just kind of like this farce, and you're like, by the way, no, no. Like, it's um, both legs. They were not superior. It's like, uh, and it, it just shows that for those that counted out Atlas, you know, it kind of goes, well, there was a reason why they were the champions, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, was, I was, was a little last, last year, but they're there. I was a little worried about Atlas going into the playoffs. I thought that, like, their attack hasn't been incredible and i think they've done pretty well defensively and then once jadal totas left i'm not saying that like jadal totas was like an amazing player for them or i think he still had a board he still needed more to prove um before he went to chicago fire but i thought you know you take that out tack hasn't been that good i was like you know what they might struggle against chivas but i don't know in that first leg it was the the jeremy marquez show and then in the second leg there was in the second leg it was almost like there was a little bit of bad luck um, for Chivas in that first half. You know, they, you know, Wacho Jimenez, their goalkeeper, who I think has been one of the, the better goalkeepers in, in the last several weeks in Liga Mekis, he got injured. You know, Chivas hit the woodwork twice. <laughs> you know, like, it seemed like they were just, like, so incredibly close to scoring. And then, like, immediately after that, they ended up uh, allowing a goal uh, late into the first half. And then because of that, they needed, what, three goals? Because they didn't have, uh, they didn't have the, the, the advantage of the higher seed. So, a, a little bit unfortunate for them and it's and, and it, it is a little fortunate for them too because uh you know there was a lot of momentum there you know everybody was you know hyping up about uh what, what are we calling him ricky chains ricky ricky chain gang uh right there uh which he us but it, it leaves a like a bittersweet feeling for for, for chivas uh you know because this was a really exciting end to the season and then to get knocked out by atlas your crosstown rivals and atlas we're the deserved winners here so yeah, a little bit of a rough moment there. And then, but for Atlas, I don't know. I'm not entirely, I'm still not entirely convinced by them because even their their front two of like, you know, Julian Quinones and, you know, Julio Forge, they they haven't had a goal or assist in their last, I think, two, two or three games, you know. And I, and I do worry about them against Tigres. But then again, Tigres are, I don't know, they, they were definitely pretty, I don't know, kind of like nervy and anxious <laughs> in, their, in their quarterfinal series too. I think um, shout out to Vado. I know he's sad, really sad, sad times for him. Um, I really did think that Chivas, you know, had it because of the momentum, because they didn't have that break that Atlas had. Yeah. Um, but something, you know, just didn't, it didn't click. It didn't happen. It was kind of frustrating. Um, I think Atlas, for me, even though what you had said, so said about Quinones, I think he aporta mucho más you know, yeah. on the field and just the goal. So I think right. that is Atlas's best player. And I don't know if he were to get injured, what the Atlas might look like. They might not look yeah. as strong as they have with yeah. him. Um, so, and did, did, is, did Vega get off injured? Was he injured? Is that why he got off? Because I was surprised when Vega got subbed off pretty early. Yeah, I, I have to, I forget, he were, actually. He, he yeah. was already injured, and then everyone was seeing if he was going to start. He got to start, and then... He started, he got subbed off yeah. early. So, I, I yeah. mean, that's already there, your best player, right? So, and then yeah. people didn't know if they were going to actually... He was going to start, so he did. But, again, yeah. um, the, the positive of the Chivas is that, you know, okay, it, it, they have shown flashes of brilliance, and um, they'll be next season, but at the same time, uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected to get to where they were at the way that they've been playing throughout the whole the whole um but still yeah the thing is like it's still better like you're not gonna 
you're not going to ask any Chivas fan right now if they're feeling happy right now because they're no. not right now after after losing the Atlas. Like, was it? Did they turn things around? And is like the fact that they qualified for the playoffs and then beat Pumas? Well, not even beat. They they thrashed a four. It was yeah. a forty-one win. Like, yeah, is that yeah. is that like on, on paper? If you would ask them like a well, few weeks ago, they went like, yeah, that's fantastic. But at the same time, like, it's 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 definitely a bittersweet feeling. You uh, lost your them. Goal, so automatically. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on the on the other uh, Pachuca San Luis, where so you know San Luis could have definitely surprised, and yeah, but you know now now everyone's kind of looking at Pachuca. It's like, well, okay, Pachuca's here. Pachuca's ready. Pachuca were also uh, they're not exactly like convincing either though. Like I think like I expected more from them. Like I really really expected more from them for San Luis. I don't know. I might have to rewatch the games, but I don't know if it was more about Pachuca or if it was more about San Luis because San Luis made things tough for them, you know? Yeah. Like, they made things really, really tough with their direct style of play. You know, credit to you know, to their Brazilian manager, who, who's Andre Jardim, who's done a great job with them. Maybe Pachuca were just a bit tired after the regular season. Maybe they didn't take San Luis as seriously, but, you know, Pachuca really had some defensive issues against, against San Luis. And even, you know, Guillermo Almada, after the game, he said that, you know, they have to recover the defensive security because they definitely looked a little weak right there. And yeah, they're the number one seed. You know, I, I, I am, I've been pretty impressed by, by them, you know, throughout the regular season, but man, if they had issues against the San Luis side, then I mean, who knows what's a good team. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I, I guess, I, yes. I, so I, I think, I think going, I'm like, like I, I, they pulled through. It's one of those, you know, they're Pachuca is the number one seed there, and San Luis is a good team. They're able to beat, slide the Panzazo almost, right? But San Luis is 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 a, is a good team, and I think yeah. I think yeah. when people even had San Luis going forward, so like there wasn't like a ah they should be they, you know they, they should be an easy win for Pachuca. No. They struggled, but I think big good teams pull out those wins, and that's why I saw yeah. Pachuca. It wasn't a good perfect win, yeah. but they 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 lasted and they went through the two legs and um, they did it. That's we how you get saw Nico Ibanez had four go. goals in two in the two yep. game series. I mean, he's been awesome for them. Navarrito came subbed in and led to a fantastic goal. I mean, San Luis was not going to be easy. They did give him a fight. I feel like it's. I, I'm kind of worried about this Pachuca, even though they've number one seed. They play, you know, awesome. Um, they still lost against Leon and they still lost against Santos at that time. Um, so I don't know how far they'll get, but. You know, Leon's out, Chivas out, so I'm going for Pachuca now. <laughs> yeah, Nico, Nico Vanya, isn't funny. Like, it's I feel like, I feel like, isn't it like a, especially in like the playoffs, it's like, you know, sometimes the X factor for Liga Mekis team is that like kind of like standard like number nine out and out striker, like Argentine striker that's like taller than everybody else. Like you need a Bocelli, you need a Forge, oh, <laughs> like you need you need a Di oh, you need oh, you need an Ivanez. No, it's true. <laughs> and like, I mean, the Nico Vanya, huh? Mostly huh? wasn't that tall. Was he? he was great in the air, though, right? No. I just, when I think about him, I just think about him in the air. He needs to come back. Even that, even now, he needs to come back. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, make, he's making goals. Um, Puma Gigliotti is making goals. These yeah. these ex Leon players leave and they just start, you know, living their best yeah. life somewhere else. But yeah, um, but, like, but yeah, but that's a good shot, really quick. I think like. You know, even though I feel a little worried about Pachuca defensively, like in, in the recent games, like, yeah, Ivanez could be a little bit of their cheat code there for like, like Gadi said, four goals in his last two games. Yeah. And the last time he played America, and this was in the Estadio Seca, he needed just 
ever watched like he, he needed just like 28 minutes uh, to score in a win yes. for Pachuca. So I know I know that was in a, this is like early this year. That was in a and against an America side that looked like you know not that like motivated, but he he could be the difference maker here for for Pachuca. Really quick uh, before we finish, Tigres Cruz Azul um, a split from a lot of fans, right? Because Tigres is and Cruz Azul and the recent Cruz Azul. I mean, fracaso for Cruz Azul or this was a good Tigres side. I get. I feel like no one's like really convinced with any clubs that right now that are in the top. Like that's a like, mix. Yeah. That's a mix. League make you so beautiful, though, right? There is no. <laughs> but before okay, should be our PSG in Liga Mekis. But what's great yeah. about Liga Mekis is that they don't is that Tigres don't put up PSG like numbers. So it's 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 always up in the air. <laughs> that is true. I, I was I was disappointed in Cruz Azul, and I, I was very happy for Jurado, and I, I wanted Cruz Azul to advance because of Jurado. Um, I just don't like Piojo, and I don't like Tigres, so. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he wasn't there in the second game. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was up. To, he was watching it from the stands. Well, true. Yeah, I mean, not, that's not in the sideline, but yeah, but he was oh, in the stands. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. Piojo wins with Tigres, like. Uh, that that's hilarious it's like it's a story of of, of he is literally a pest like like a, a louse or like he it will be like this now one with three teams right no did he win that um sorry no with just with did america. he win it did he win it with no, someone else other than america no no, no. no. just, uh, just maybe there's some sort of like <laughs> random like copa mekis actually he killed it he killed it which uh, actually he was when probably. he was a Cholos, he was he was a he was first for like two seasons, but it just couldn't like pull it off. But, but yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think McCress um, was really dependent on Chadley, and I thought he was gonna make his comeback. So I think they had said that he started training with the team. So I was like, oh, he's gonna play this the series, and he didn't. So I think they pretty much depended a lot on, on Chadley, and there was just a lack of creativity there. Um, but that that last like ultima, not ultima, but I think in the, was the last ten minutes that ball that just bounced off i was i was sitting in chili's i was like everybody was like what happened like how did that not go in like that could have changed the game but yeah and there was a there was like a big save from Nawal guzman late in the game i mean like oh, yeah. he, there was a save from him he like celebrated as if they just won a title i respect them to a certain extent but i don't like his character to a certain extent so it just makes you like yeah, you know, he does that uh, I love Noel Guzman. Oh, he's a great. We need more. We need he more. That's good. I love. I love on the field. We need more on the field villains. I love. I, lo- no. I love on the field villains. No. They're great. Um, coming up on Wednesday, Atlas versus Tigres, Club America versus Pachuca. I'm just not even gonna say like what do I expect because I was totally off on last what weekend. Do you want? What to expect? What do I want? Um. I think a Club America Tigres final would be like a lot more people would tune into it. It'd be drama, Piojo against his former. Like, think about it. America's no, the worst no, team. No, no. America with all the Amimas, we're in the final. And then guess what? Against Piojo, who left America, and then Tigres, who hasn't been doing well the last two months. But hey, don't forget about us. It, it's just, and then Andre Pierre Like, I feel like that final, I know. Yeah, it could be fun. It. But it'd yeah. be a fun final. Like we're gonna tune in to see the drama. 
So you're saying it's like um, an old MMA must like times two? It's just like yes, from both yeah. sides? Yeah. Especially because Piojo's on the other side. And like, the, <laughs> like I just feel like that's going to be, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's going to be good. And, um, and the, uh, so I want the drama. Now, that being said, <laughs> Pachuca deserves to be in the final for what they've done. It'd be, uh, don't count Pachuca because I don't remember. And I was trying to look back just out of memory because I do this. I'm like, when's the last time Pachuca and, and America played? in the in the liguilla and i've always just remembered pachuca beating america like oh, i don't know in the last yes, like I do remember. 10 years yeah it's a good like, question i don't remember america yeah. beating uh pachuca in a long time at the liguilla because when because when pachuca won it that was against monterrey in 2016 with, 17 with, uh with este chucky and yeah 2018 yeah. anyway all I know is that I don't remember. I'm like, well, I, do I remember Pachuca taking out? I mean, America taking out Pachuca. So that's that's going to be a hard game. And then Atlas Tigres, where again, you know, so I'm like, I don't, I don't think they're definitely. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll go with what I want, which we have Tigres, America, just to the madness. But Atlas and Pachuca and Pachuca, you know. So yeah, so it's it'll be maybe not. I'm not not as exciting. But still, you know, I don't want Atlas to win because then they'll say they're the big campeons and we're the only ones. We're the only ones. So I know everybody tries every year, but only one has done it. <laughs> so um, thank you, Isa. Thank you. I'm gonna have to go with Pachuca, but then I'm like, what's Pachuca, Leon? <laughs> Some money goes into Leon if Pachuca wins, yeah. so we're okay. <laughs> oh, the double ownership. Uh, what do you guys say? Who goes through? Oh man, this is a tough one. This is gen- I mean, uh, the thing is just like, this is generally like, a t- I don't know if Gary already, already has. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. okay. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a Tigres-Pachuca final. All right. Tigres-Pachuca final. I'm going to go uh, America Atlas. Uh, I, think, I think Camilo Vargas can really step up in big game situations. And I can imagine this... I think because Tigres' attack has been Wait, like kind of losing? Yeah, their their attack this was a little close to the Liguilla? This close to the finals, I said you usually pick them to win the beginning of the year. I know. And then no, the thing is I didn't, and then this season <laughs> I did, and now I'm going up against that. I can flip flop all I want. Doesn't matter. Um so yeah, I'm going with Tigres losing just because like I don't know, I just wasn't really entirely convinced by them. Of the semifinalist. No one. I think you have been not convinced by anyone, Cesar. Honestly, no, no. Honestly, these the no. I'm I'm not. I'm still. No, I'm not. Haven't really been that. I mean, if we're yeah, talking no, about league, league, like, <laughs> no anyway. regular season. A regular season, be like, yeah, no, Pachuca. They've been doing a great job, but like, I mean, they 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 struggled a bit there uh, in, in the quarterfinals. So I, I think it's a tough. I think it's absolutely. I mean, my actual like answer is it's up in the air for everybody. <laughs> but if I had to choose. Uh, yeah, Atlas, because I can imagine Cam- Camilo Vargas stepping up, and I think his attack has been a little off. And then, yeah, I'm just not entirely convinced by Pachuca, d- despite how how well they did in the regular season. And I think that, yeah, there's some obvious momentum there with America under their interim management. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Atlas, uh, America, which would be a great final. I love that. Who would Chivas yeah. fans root for? I don't know. Oh, my God, for real. Well, I think a lot of them would do something else. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. If it's an America Atlas, who would Chivas fans? 
I think, well, I think a lot of Chivas fans actually, they hate both sides, but I think they hate Atlas just a little more. I think there's like, a, there's a special hatred there for, for, for All Atlas. Right. I don't know. Looking, looking at the La Pachuca versus, I'm looking at the, um, the lines for betting lines. Who does, who's Vegas have? They have Cruz <laughs> plus 100 and they have Pachuca plus 265. So you make money regardless if you uh, pick who. Is that just for, for, for the first legs or the entire series? Yeah. No, this is just for the first legs. Oh, for the first time. Okay. They don't even have the other like. They're like, we don't know. They only get half of They don't even have the other game. They don't even have Tigres Atlas. And they're like, we have no idea. So we're not even going to put it out there. But I love when everything, if you bet, I love when everything's plus because that means that they have no idea. <laughs> yeah. you, make money, you make money if you pick the right decision. Like, the right choice. So um, we're going to put a disclaimer. We, we play at your own risk. Yes, play at your own risk, and we have, uh, yeah, we don't, yeah. Um, all right, all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the crazy league at Mekis. Um, uh, again, we should see a lot, some players. The uh, call of twenty-three or thirty players, it depends. Um, for the next three games from L three, that should be coming out. I'll probably come out Thursday actually. They yeah, like, and they already have Thursday. They already have, like, yeah, Thursday at like eleven forty-five p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. PM. Here you go. Good luck, Cesar. <laughs> yeah, these are people. Yeah, Acevedo, I think, in, is in there. That's uh, Pizarro. I think Pizarro's there. Acevedo's <laughs> there. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I think even yeah, some of the youngsters. So it'll be a mix of um, youngsters. So, all right. Well, no more Chivas. Uh, sorry, Chivas fans. Uh, yeah, let us know if it's uh, Atlas or America if they go to the final. Who you're rooting for, or you just turn Chivas Liga Mekis Femenil though. Yes, in the Liga Mekis. It's about to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. I hope Pachuca goes all the way through, just because I want Charlene to keep making goals like that. Like Golana. go back and watch. <laughs> she's gonna Golana, win a, She's gonna win a Puskas by the time this is like this I really league is over. <laughs> all right well ending it thank you for joining us on the mexican talk show again Qu- quick shout out to morelia though quick shout out quick yeah. shout out to morelia okay. winning the liga de expansion uh it's kind of a cool story obviously since you know all, all those morelia mm-hmm. fans you, know, you feel a little bad for them like what happened to them and then like the move over to mazatlan so i and i know it's obviously not the same to you know be getting a title in the first division but that's pretty cool that they kind of like you know were able are able to celebrate this uh, over in morelia so shout out to them um obviously no no promotion happening just yet in liga mekis uh still on pause uh, last week uh the league announced that only udg is approved for promotion but you need a minimum of four teams to be approved for promotion of return so it's going to be at least another couple years before that could potentially happen and until they open up the process again next year but but nonetheless shout out to Morelia and all their fans and that's pretty cool to see just because like and we all saw those like sad scenes when all the Morelia fans found found out that their team was no longer going to be there so hopefully this provides some like some solace I, I know we just laughing like hey you know that's I'm that's laughing something because that's, that's I'm something making. imagine waking up and going your team's gone <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, well, the, the, there's the controversy of the of of why they rejected Atlante was because they're gonna use the old Crasso Stadium. Yeah, it didn't get approved, but then America and Crasso are gonna use that same stadium soon, and that's okay. 
Yeah. Leo Mackeys, right? Leo Mackeys, no, Leo Mackeys. We love Leo Mackeys. All right, leaving it with that. Leo Mackeys, we love you. Don't. Don't change. Don't change. But please don't change. Because we have. Thank you so much, Cari. Cesar, again, this is the Mexican Soccer Show. Usually out Mondays uh, live, but we didn't do it live today, so it's probably out on Monday night or Tuesday. So let us know. Have any questions or comments? Uh, message Amy. <laughs> 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 See you all later. <laughs>